0: With the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this. It's made in the U.S. of A. America. And... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast.
1: Uh, Andrew, today we are going to try something new for this bonus edition. We are going to talk about random NFL things and things we want the Saints to do in the offseason. And I want the Saints to do it right now. I want them today, on September 25th, I want them to draft Joe Burrow. I want them to do it right now. I'm getting ahead of the curve. They need to draft Joe Burrow. It will be freaking amazing. We're going to talk about that all draft season, aren't we? That The Saints need to draft Joe Burrow.
2: Well, it's funny. The the impetus for this was the uh, Larry Holder article where he was beating that drum this morning.
1: He was beating the drum, baby, leading the charge for the Athletic.
2: Yeah, yeah. and,
1: uh, you know, it, 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 on some level it makes sense
2: because Joe Brady's been over there. He's installed the Sean Payton yeah. offense, and we've seen the success that Burrow has been able to have within the prism of that scheme, and, you know, it's been pretty impressive. Obviously, Joe Burrow has vaulted himself from maybe a guy that would get drafted in the sixth or seventh round like Danny Etling. You know, that, that was probably – Maybe he was a, a little bit ahead of that last year, so maybe he was like a fifth round type talent. Um, and now you look at him as a Heisman hopeful, and he's probably a top fifteen pick. Um, now there's a lot of quarterbacks in this. I
1: haven't crowd. seen that. I saw him top. Saw, I saw him in a mock in the second round, but again, again, it's not even October. So top fifteen pick is I, that's insane. LSU is going to have a quarterback. It's going to go top twenty. That's insane.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's, we'll have to see how the season plays out, obviously. If he gets injured or he falls off, then I think he drops down. But, man, I'm telling you, if, if Burrow gets to a point where he's in the top four, if he if he goes to New York, you know, for the Heisman finalist, and he plays a big game against Alabama, and he continues to just light his statistical year on fire, I mean, if he continues to do that, all those things – I just think he'll be there at the end in the Heisman conversation. I don't think he'll win, but I think he'll be in the mix. And I just think if he's playing in meaningful games and playing well in them, then NFL teams will take notice. And he won't be the first quarterback taken. He won't be the second quarterback taken, but he'll be one of the first five. And I just think when you're the Saints and you're evaluating, like, who's the best fit for us uh, and who do we actually have the ability to go get Burroughs starts to make a little more sense for two reasons. And the first one for me is just the system fit. You know, I think he he's already acclimated to the offense. So I think it would be easier for him to step into the Saints right away and be comfortable within the offense because it's a lot of what he's already doing. And then the second thing is if he's going to be 15th overall or 20th overall, uh depending on where the Saints pick, depending on how the season goes, he may fall to them, or they could easily package a first next year with the pick they have this offseason season and move up to get him because he's not going to be a top five pick. He's not going to be third, yeah. fourth overall. Or the Saints can't, just can't get that high, but they they definitely could get to fourteen overall, seventeen overall. You know, by packaging stuff to move up. So I don't know. That that starts to make a lot more sense for me now. I'm sure. Some people are like, no, no, we're not trading next year's first-round pick to go get Joe Burrow. I We've, been We've been, been through, this, through this,
1: this. We've been through this, uh, people. We've been
2: through
1: this. This is what they do, man. We, like, I'm like last year. I literally stepped away from my TV for like five minutes in the second round, and the Saints did the trade. And you people were texting me, and I thought you were making jokes as I was walking back into my house. And, this, no, it wasn't a joke. The Saints had made the move. Like, this is what – the Saints don't give a shit about your analytics and your we need more picks and you need – you don't trade picks, you don't move up, it's bad business. The Saints don't believe in it. The Saints believe they're smarter than you and their draft board is right. And, like, the last three years, like, it has been. Like, they once again, they drafted Eric McCoy. They were right, you know. So that's what they do. Um, the one thing I will say about Burrow – is I worry about LSU. They're getting injured, and they're losing receivers and people on offense. I wonder if they can keep this ridiculousness up as the injuries start to mount. Um, but I he's good, their
2: man. Sch- their schedule is a lot easier, though, than we thought it was going to be. I mean, they're they're not going to be at Alabama. Probably not, you know, and that, that that's too bad because that's how it ro- rolls every year, it feels like. But um, beyond that, I, I think they'll be able to win pretty much every game. I mean, there's probably two games on their schedule beyond that, that I think are even losable for LSU. You know, it's, I, I just don't think Ole Miss, Arkansas, like I just, the teams like that that sometimes give them trouble, they're just not very good. And yeah. I I just think LSU healthy or not, is going to be able to roll through most of the schedule. Um, I look at the rest of the schedule. I mean, Texas obviously was a big one to get, but I, I just think there's three games left on the schedule that are even questionable that they would win or not.
1: Yeah. And also, too, the thing with Burrow is his completion percentage is obviously better because of the LSU scheme. is hurry up, it's shorter throws, and that sort of thing. But a lot of those throws he makes, he wasn't making those last year. Like, he does back shoulder throws, throws deep down the field that are accurate. And I know LSU, they've always got a good group of receivers, and they do again. But he's just way better. I don't know. He worked on it this offseason. Like, if the Saints took – I'd be a little bit hesitant if they gave up a 2021 20, first-round pick to get to move up to get ball. But if he fell to, like, 15 or 20, and they had to go from, like, 32 to 20 to get him and they had to give up a, another second-round pick in 2021 20, or whatever – like, that's no problem to me, because if you, if you like your quarterback, if you like a quarterback, go and get it. Look, look what happened to the Giants, Andrew. We all made fun of them. We're like, Daniel Jones, ha, ha, ha. They picked him at six. How could they do that? That was so stupid. He looked amazing Sunday. And if they have a... There's
2: no distance too far for the perfect trip.
1: <gasps> Hi, checking in for...
2: Or the perfect table.
1: Hey, where
3: are you? So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broomgate.
1: Quarterback, it doesn't matter where you write about them, it's fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, get them in the building. It's. Yeah, I, I think the comment, and this was in Larry Holder's article too. There was a comment about acquiring Teddy Bridgewater, and the the comment was from Sean Payton, which basically said, like, if you see a luxury item, like on the shelf at the grocery store, you and it's available to you, you just can't allow it to sit there. You you have to get it in the building. You have to you have to go get it. And so that, that that was Sean Payton's kind of view. It's like, hey, if you if you truly believe in a guy, you see him and you're like, hey, this is a guy that's going to be great. This is a guy that I love. And he felt that way about Bridgewater. And I know a lot of fans think he's wrong about that and have concluded that already. But, you know, I think as a coach, especially when you're Sean Payton and you've won a Super Bowl and you've been really successful and you're an offensive genius, you've know, you got to trust your instincts and you got to go with that. And if you... Firmly believe, hey, this is my guy. Then you got to go get him.
1: Yeah, and also too, if you hit, if you hit, if the Saints say they would draft Joe Burrow, and maybe you know, maybe it's, it's because they win the Super Bowl and Drew Brees retires, and then
2: yeah, you're cutting like out, a Ralph. transitional you're, you're, quarterback. You're cutting out Ralph, but you know, one thing I would say is just that, um, man, can you imagine? just going from watching Jerb Burrow succeed at LSU for two years, especially this year, and then transition to being the Saints quarterback and then having a long, illustrious, and successful career with the Saints. I mean, that, that would just be so
1: fun and amazing. I'm here for it. It would be. I mean, listen, Louisiana – I know he wasn't. He wasn't nearly as good as threes, or I argue, he, he's, he's not even as good as Aaron Brooks. But people went gaga when they had when the Saints had Bobby Bear at quarterback. That was a different time, though. I mean, Saints were weird in that the Saints had Bobby Bear at quarterback, Dalton Hired at running back, and Eric Martin at receiver. So it was literally like all their skill positions were Louisiana guys. Um, so it was a different time, right? But. Um, if they get if they get if they get burrow for a decade, that's just amazing. It'll be it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it in off season. Uh, but same. the one thing that I will say, Andrew, is around the league as we look at teams, I gotta say we're on Dan Quinn's fire watch now. Uh, he's two weeks away from getting fired before Atlanta if they lose. They lose this week at home to Tennessee and they go to the Texans and lose, they're one and four. He's getting fired, right? There's no doubt.
2: Well, I think the Colts game in particular was a huge punch to the gut for the Falcons because the whole thing with Quinn is when he was when they fired their defensive coordinator and basically said, All right, Dan Quinn, you're the defensive coordinator now. Um you're you're the defensive coach, like and your job is to fix this defense. And you watch that Colts game the Falcons were down 10 but then they scored touchdown and it seemed like they were maybe poised to make a comeback and then Indianapolis would drive down the field and score and then Atlanta would march back down and answer again and they were back down three and there were four minutes left and Indianapolis drove down the field and burned the entire clock and so defensively um, the Falcons just look like a mess and they don't they're, they're playing terrible and so Quinn, at this point, like, it was put yeah. on him. And so if – especially you said that he, he might be fired in two games. I think if these next two games they lose and it's because of the defense again where you – because know, their offense is good and they, they can put up points and they've got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, etc. But if they are losing despite that offense because of their defense, then yeah. Quinn is done. And I, I agree with you. If they, if they lose their next two games like they did against the Colts, He's gone.
1: Yeah, and look, you look around the league. Uh, Philadelphia is one and two. They're beat up again. They're having they're having another year where they're having a ton of injuries, but they look not so great. Carson Wentz is eh. You know, we'll see about Dallas Sunday. You know, this, we'll get a fun look at them. They're three and zero. Green Bay's three and zero. Their defense is really, their defense is really good. Um, the Rams are three and zero. I mean, they look good against Saints, but Jared Goff's kind of struggling. I mean, I look around the NFC, and I think, unfortunately, the NFC is way deeper and better than the AFC. Like, the AFC, you can hit the fast-forward button. It's Kansas City, and it's New England, and they're going to fight it out in the playoffs, and that's how the AFC is going to go. No one's even close to them, I don't think. But in the NFC, it's a jumbled mess, Andrew, and I think – I think that's good in a sense that I I think there's a real chance that eleven and five, if it's the right eleven, can get you a bye. And for the Saints, I don't necessarily know if it's possible, but the thing is, if you had a if you had a in the NFC, if you were like you've got to get to twelve or thirteen wins to get a bye, I don't think that's possible for the twenty eighteen Saints. But with the NFC being so balanced I think eleven and five might get them a buy, and that is a good thing early in the year.
2: Yeah, the Saints aren't getting a buy. I, I, <laughs> I would go ahead and crumple up that piece of paper and throw it in the trash can. Um, you, you talk about the right eleven. Here's the thing: they've already lost to the Rams, and yeah. a loss to the Cowboys would would further sink the hopes of it being the right eleven. You know, so ba- basically, if the Saints go eleven and five, but they've lost to the Rams and they've lost to the Cowboys, they've won the wrong 11. So they'd they'd be losing losing that that tiebreaker. But, yeah, I think now, given what's happened with Breeze, and we're trying to get through this phase with Bridgewater and and hoping that he does the best that he can and helps the team win, um, it's got to be all about winning the division. Period. End of story. Nothing else matters. Don't worry about the bye. Um, You just get in the playoffs and hope for the best. But, Uh, just win the division, you know, and you get at least one home game that way. Um, And that's something that I think, considering how bad the NFC South is right now, now we don't know if Atlanta bounces back. Uh, We don't know how Kyle Allen's going to do with Carolina. Maybe he revitalizes them. Uh, Bruce Arians with Tampa is still a work in progress. But um, right now the NFC South looks very weak. And so I think there's an opportunity to win this division, even with Bridgewater playing six weeks. So I think the hope here is just that, the Saints can continue to have some success with Bridgewater uh, to kind of hold things afloat until Breeze is back, and you win the division, get in the playoffs, hopefully, um, and then take it from there. But, yeah, I, I think the bye at this point has to be a ship that has sailed for us.
1: Well, listen, look, Atlanta, I know what Atlanta is. I watched it for three straight years with the Saints in 2014, 15, and 16, right? They're 7-9. and nine. Like, that's what they're going to be. Like, yeah. whether, whether they – whether they get it together with Quinn and they end up being win one lose one win one lose one, or they fire Quinn because they're one and four and they're then they're then they're two and six, they're going to win a bunch of games because their offense is good, and they did it last year. They started one and four, they climbed out the hole, they got to four and four, they went to Cleveland and lost, and I predicted it. I was I was laughing at Atlanta people. I predicted it like three weeks ahead. I was like, this is what's going to happen. You're one and four. You're going to win a bunch of games. Get to four and four. You're going to go to Cleveland, Cleveland's terrible, and you're going to be like, we're going to beat Cleveland and get over 500. Then we're really going to be in this thing, and Cleveland's going to house you because you are a bad team with a bad defense. I've seen it. And they laughed at me, no, no, we're different than you. We're different than the 2014 Saints. I'm like, I'm an expert on watching a 7-9 football team. Yeah, I was going to de- say, this prediction
2: you made felt so sinky.
1: It was, but like it's they were the same. It's like the Spider Man meme when you're looking at each other, man. It was like that's what it was, and I, and they and I was right, but it you know and I'm not right. A, I'm not right a lot, but that was easy. But my question yeah. to you before we get out of well, here that,
2: is Atlanta becoming the team where in this is what I the seven and nine Saints used to feel like, where the margin for error for the offense was zero, and yes. any any punt felt like a turnover and any field goal felt like a punt. Is that where the Falcons yeah. are right now? Yes. Yes.
1: The, 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 Falcons, are, the Falcons are in that, and Matt Ryan is in that state where Drew Brees was, where I can, I can go to Atlanta Square and I can see it. Now, you know, we used to argue about the Saints. I used to argue with people that have podcasts and stuff, and I like them. They would be like, Drew Brees has to be perfect. He wasn't. They kicked too many field goals, or he did this one bad play. And that's what they, Atlanta fans are like. Matt Ryan had that red zone interception. He can't have that. That killed us because our defense isn't good enough. And that's where he is. Like, he was fantastic against the Colts, but he wasn't perfect. And that's where, that's where, that's where Atlanta is. Like, they have to be – Matt Ryan has to be just perfect or they're not winning. But my last question before we get out of here, Andrew, is what have you seen in the first three weeks around the NFL or the NFC South that has surprised you? Uh that's not Saints related.
2: Uh I I wouldn't say too much honestly. I I think things have gone kind of according to script. Um you know, I think the Vikings, the Bears and the Packers are somewhat competitive. They don't look like world beaters, but they all look decent. Um yep. the the Cowboys are there. You know, it's kind of the mm-hmm. top team in their division. Um the the Rams are there as kind of the top team in their division, so that that's a little surprising. I, I guess, I guess, just um, if there's anything, I would say it's the 49ers kind of getting off to a fast start. That, that's maybe surprised me a little bit that they have a winning record. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I, I thought Garoppolo would maybe be a little bit worse based on his preseason, but he he seems to have rebounded from his injury and everything, so. I guess San Francisco is probably yeah. – this is a big surprise to me. But otherwise, everything is – I mean, honestly, the biggest surprise so far, it is Saints related, but it's the Saints going into Seattle and winning with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you asked me to say what, what what's the biggest surprise through three weeks in the NFC, I would say that's it. Um, yeah. But, you know, other than that, um, yeah, no, I think things have gone, like, remarkably according to script.
1: Yeah. So guys, this has been our bonus cast. We do these every every so often, try to do at least one a week. This one was free uh, because of my bookie. Go to my bookie, use the code uh, armchair. You get a fifty percent sign up bonus. Uh, if you sign up today at mybookie.ag till the end of September and you deposit at least fifty dollars, send us your confirmation to Saints Happy Hour at Gmail, and armchair will send you a check for twenty dollars. So do it. Go to MyBookie. They're the best online app. You want to gamble, you're going to gamble. Do it at a safe online place. Uh, MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody, thanks for joining This is the Bonus Cast. We will see you again Friday for our Cowboys Saints preview and our Friday Night Gambling Show. See you then.